0: the idea was to make as much noise as we could we would show up and it would just be shoulder to shoulder packed Randy was better than ever firing on all cylinders it was just total chaos and then it went
1: away but we got a hell of a story out of it they go Brian you have to see this band called Quiet Riot, he's like
2: nothing you've ever seen before. It was this
1: huge sound, and the sound was coming straight from the guitar player.
2: For me, it was all about Randy.
0: You could just tell this guy was going to be a star.
1: When Ozzy did call,
2: that was the end of an era.
1: He said, do you know who Ozzy Osbourne is? He said, I auditioned for him today. I said, you what? He said, all I did was plug in my guitar and I'll go And Ozzy Osbourne said, you're the guy.
0: And all of it was so much feeling. It was just amazing.
1: And he goes, well, I'd have to leave Quiet Riot.
3: He was scared to death of having to walk up to Kevin and say, I'm leaving the band. The dream was that they were going to make it together.
1: I met Ozzy when I was 22. I've been with him since then. According to police, they didn't make it.
4: You wake up and you're in the middle of a field and there's a house on fire and there's bits of aeroplane everywhere and people are like running around screaming. It's horrendous. Randy Rhodes is the James Dean of hard rock and roll.
1: It was just awful.
4: We're all devastated. Randy Rhodes will never die in my heart. He's, he's there forever. He was a small guy with such an enormous talent. He might be up there jamming with Bonham
0: and everyone else, you know.
4: Everything that they were doing was bigger than life.
5: It was amazing.
3: Randy was mischievous. He was fun. That came through in his solo. The people loved him for that.
5: He wanted to be the greatest guitar player in the world. He made his own style.
0: Randy was the light, and everyone gravitated to the light. Good evening. Good evening. How the hell are you? I'm good. How are you, big brother? <laughs> Doing all right. Good. All right. I'm ready for this episode.
3: <sighs> yeah. I hope you're more ready than me. I'm I'm ready. Um, I just didn't take any notes. I just kind of took
0: it in. Okay. Well, I took notes kind of like as as I watched it. So. Cool. So I, we, think that, I think well, you that'll lead, cover both of us. That'll cover both of us. Okay, you want to just jump right in it? Sure. Okay. Well, I don't mind. Well, of course, of course, you loved the, the documentary, right? I just wish there was more like Aussie years in there. Yeah. You know,
3: did you hear... I wanted to look into this and I couldn't. I didn't. But I saw like a Facebook page or something from a director and Ozzy and Sharon did not want this documentary to be made and they made a big fuss and that's why they're not involved <clears throat> and yeah. so why the hell did they not want it to be made I wonder
0: I don't know why it's like they're uh they're they block anything that has to do with him at every turn it seems like to me
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but that's the, the first thing that um kind of stuck out to me is uh the first few clips in the documentary they're they're showing him playing with ozzy like up close pretty good focus and you know they have mm-hmm. good concert footage of yeah, them like a good how did they... that... yeah well how did they get it out of everybody's hands because you know there's got to be like tv stations production companies that had all this footage like festival footage and everything and it's like well, nobody can... has it
3: No, I think they need permission to use it. And that's why you see so many music documentaries like on Tubi and YouTube and stuff where they don't play the music from the bands. They just have like all this dubbed stuff in that doesn't even sound like it, you know, which is how this one was.
0: That's how this one was, too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah. that's what I didn't like about it, but you know, hey, they're going against the, you know, the, it was either not make with documentary or, right? Yeah. Know,
0: so it's cool. I'd rather have it than not, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but they take these little yeah. these little clips and they slow it down to make it look like it's it's not you know, like it's not video footage. They slow it down to make it look like it's just a clip.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I know they got festival footage of, of them. I know they do. You know, like when right. they do in these big festivals, like the one that they were going to do on the day that he passed, you know, it was mm-hmm. like Foreigner, Brian Adams, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but also I was kind of curious, like if he was raised in Burbank, you know, why they buried him in San Bernardino. Was it because he had family there?
3: I wonder. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, right. you know, well, I don't know. That's, yeah, because Hollywood Forever is usually where, where, uh, well, at least these days where, if, if you were going to be buried somewhere in Hollywood and you were famous, like that would be the place you'd want to be buried think. especially if you're a rock and roll person. Yeah. Like a Ramones, couple well, D. Ramones there. And I think, I don't know if Chris Cornell, but like some, I think Chris Cornell maybe too. Hmm. And uh, they always have, like, movies there, like, outside, you know, Uh on this big wall, and you can go there and watch movies. And they always have, like, Ramones. uh, They showed a Ramones live concert on film there one time. They always have, Um, like, Eddie Vedder and people like that talking about the Ramones. They have a lot of Ramones events there. Uh It used to be fun. I used to go quite often, but... But yeah, that's a great point. Uh, why? Why did they? I mean, maybe it's a I mean, that's a point,
0: long way. You know, that's a long ways. Well, would that really matter? But that's a long ways away from you know, San Bernardino's a long ways away from North Hollywood and Burbank and Van Nuys and all is. that. Yeah,
3: but that's yeah, why but I was hey, wondering. I, yeah. Maybe to get that level of a memorial, they didn't have the money to do
0: it locally. Oh, right. And they put them, you know, they put them right there at the entrance. Have you been there? No. Oh, I go all the, I go all the time. I go probably about four or five times a year. You know, I don't stay, I don't stay long, but, uh, my father-in-law owns property. Literally, you can, you can see the cemetery from his property Mm -hmm. that he owns. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky that way I get to go by there, you know, so. Yeah. But, uh. I was um I kind of could relate to when he started out with Quiet Riot like um he taught Kelly Garney to play the bass. Yeah, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've had to do that with people you've played with, you know, just a,
3: yeah.
0: a lack mm-hmm. of um you know, a number of people, so sure. Yeah, I've had to teach people how to play the bass just to have somebody to jam with. Yeah. Yeah, so I, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that's that's what I had a lot of thoughts about. Like, it's in some ways, it's it's not fair because these were just kids who were friends and they played in a band together. At least him and Kelly and I don't even even the drummer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He must have been friends with them too because he says he called them after his first year of college or something. Uh-huh. So, you know it's like if you and I had like had this band and had some sort of local success. And then one of the people became famous, then you come back and start dissecting what happened in the band. It's like, you know, they were like kids. They're just kids, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Like you said, now that he's away from it, he knows that it, you know, it wasn't going to really go anywhere. But I was tripping out on uh, when he played that black SG, he always kept that, guitar for some reason slung really low
3: Mm.
0: yeah Hmm. but um
3: i didn't notice that yeah maybe it was before he was
0: doing too much uh
3: pyrotechnics on the guitar
0: right yeah and i just was tripping on how much his um his persona changed like as soon as he left quiet riot like with quiet riot he would like play a chord and then he, he would put, have his arm up in the air, you know, Mm kind of like the, the rock kind of salute. And then like, he didn't do any of that stuff when he was with Ozzy. So I think Hmm. Ozzy was trying to train him. Like, you don't have to do, you don't really have to do that kind of stuff. You know, I remember Hmm. Ozzy was saying, um, you know, move when you feel like moving. Don't move when you don't feel like moving kind of deal. Hmm.
3: I don't remember that,
2: that's interesting Yeah,
0: yeah He was saying he was nervous, you know, playing on such a big stage I mean, Yeah I him, You know, like move around if you feel like it If you don't, don't You know, when you're right. feeling it, do it Yeah, so Yeah, and yeah. Drew reminds me of uh, Reminded me of your brother Darren <laughs> Back there, the way he I... holds the stick and everything Did you see that picture I sent you?
3: Well, I watched the movie after you sent me that And I could see that in certain in certain ways, yeah, back then.
0: Yeah. 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 So another interesting thing is um they were being interviewed by K Rock who yeah, wasn't even Dusty wasn't Street. even really a rock and roll station at all.
2: I yeah, but it was
3: before, right? It was like it was it was in the before 70s. they
0: went alternative and huh? Yeah,
3: yeah. I think it was like or right around, I don't know. I don't know the history of K Rock, but this was early. So it's kind of interesting. And Dusty Street, I've heard her on, I don't know if she's been on. Like
0: K West or something like that, right?
3: Maybe. I think she's been on a lot of different stations.
2: Yeah, K
0: I wonder if anybody Maybe. listening would remember K West and K They'd probably remember K and AC.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but um <clears throat> Drew was throwing some knocks on Randy that I didn't really like. Did you pick up on that? Who who was that? The drummer? The drummer?
3: Yeah. Well that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like
0: <clears throat> he kinda threw some kinda... digs in any chance he you know, when he got a chance to, he threw little digs in on Randy. Well I don't know if his feelings are wonder... hurt or what.
3: Yeah, I mean, I wonder what that was about when Randy didn't call him and he left. So it's like, that's what I mean about like, you know, it's not really fair to no. look at the, the politics of that band because they were just kids. Like, you know, they just happened to have some local success and, you know, they weren't really celebrities. But right. then they became, they became sort of, uh, what do you call it when they they became sort of fair game because of this documentary you know
2: yeah
3: i don't know i just feel kind of bad but i felt bad for the dude when he was talking about how Randy didn't call him when he left and then right. yeah I, yeah they, that would hurt they did a jam and he called Frankie Benali he didn't call him to do the jam you know when they were when you know
0: oh i didn't catch that oh oh yes i did that's right when he yeah when they uh got the jam with Ozzy
3: so maybe, you know, there was, there was probably tension there because yeah. you know, he just wasn't the drummer that Randy Rohns wanted in that band. But it's interesting, too, when they talked about the, the writing problems that he had with Kevin debro like he,
0: yeah.
3: he, he didn't like writing with him. So, you know, there was a lot of he probably had outgrown that band anyway, you know? Yeah.
0: And, Did you catch when he was telling, uh, somebody was interviewing him and he said, I have, I had a real mean singer who didn't have any problem. Letting me know what he did, what he dug and what he didn't dig. Yeah. But Um, he
3: also said that it wasn't, he wasn't right for writing it from a guitarist perspective, like mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. was from the vocals perspective, which is, you know, I understand, but. I understand from his perspective too, like he wanted to stretch out and do more guitar oriented stuff, which led me to think like, what the hell would he have done? Like if he, if he had gone on to do whatever he wanted to do, if he still played rock and roll, what would it have been like?
0: Right. That's always the question.
3: I mean, it wouldn't have been like Ozzy. I mean, the thing with Ozzy was so unique. It never would have happened if he played for it with anyone else.
1: Right. You
3: know what I mean? Like he never would have done all that cool shit. It would have been different. It probably would have been cool, but like that blend of everything just was like perfect for Ozzy. And yeah, you know, it's like, who knows what, what it would have been like. I don't know. It's interesting thinking about it because i know what happened to music i mean music just like became shit to me music Mm -hmm. in the 80s became shit within like three years after like you and i started hanging out like in Mm -hmm. 1988 i stopped listening to fucking rock because it sucked i hated it
0: yeah you could only pick little things out that you you know liked here and there there was like nobody to get it no groups to really get in or artists to get into anymore it was just yeah. if you heard a cool little lick that you're like, Oh, that's an interesting lick. You know, and then you kinda of right. poke around in those guys for a little bit, see what they got. But you know, yeah, there not so be nothing to follow and get excited about.
3: So I wonder what he would have been doing. Like would he would he have just followed along with all that shit, like just done stupid music, or would he I mean Schenker you know, I wonder if he would have done like a Shanker kind of thing. And he, I mean Schenker uh-huh. made some great albums as a solo artist
0: or he might have just went all the way classical who who knows huh i mean i i always think wonder that all the time no like how far into rock and roll would he keep you know sinking his feet into it or would he kind of just phase out of it
3: well i think that um i really Doug what Kevin Dubrow said about him being a rock player because I don't know how much of a classical player he was as a kid Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what he says he started on a Spanish guitar but I don't know if he played classical as a kid or not I mean maybe he did in which case he could have been really 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 good right but if he didn't it's really hard for, I mean I went to school with a bunch of classical guitarists and you know I had early training and I benefited from early training
0: uh-huh. um,
3: it really is a different thing like you had early training on piano I knew a guy uh-huh. who started playing piano in college like he uh-huh. had played guitar his whole life and then he started playing piano he could not keep up like he just there was no way he was going to be able to pull it off you know like there's just uh-huh. it's just that early training thing is just it's a necessity if you're going to be a, a classical performer, like a strong one. You know what I mean, a really strong performer. So uh-huh. I wonder, I mean, maybe, may I? I don't think he hit the stuff that I've heard him play fingerstyle, he definitely wasn't there close there yet. But neither was I when I was, you know, right. eighteen right. or whatever. I practiced fucking mm-hmm. hard. Like I, like I. I spent years like woodshedding on classical after having the early training. So if he would have done that, he probably, he could have been, he, maybe he could have been incredible. I think it it kind of depends on how much he played classical. Cause it's the right hand, you know, the right hand, like if you don't have that, I, I think I feel that if you don't have the right hand early training, that it's going to be hard for you, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe these people that I knew that didn't have, just didn't practice that much, you know,
0: but they no, struggle. I think you're, i think you're right because uh <clears throat> you know my weak spot on classical piano is my left hand yeah you know and my weak spot in guitar is my picking you know so
3: you too yeah yeah
0: well i i see i see what you're saying and you having a degree in classical um i think you're qualified to to speak to you know how far along he you know how long it would. Yeah, take. Yeah, well,
3: I don't. We don't to, really have any examples that. of him playing classical, right. except for um, D. You know.
0: Yeah. So we don't know. Right. I just, I'm
3: just curious. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's that's. It's like, I just hate the term neoclassical metal and all that shit. He, mm-hmm. His music wasn't. I mean, it's not like it was Ingrid Malmstein. Ingrid Malmsteen, Malmsteen no. was like watered down Bach. Baroque music, you know what I mean? Like he does the uh-huh. Baroque Bach bass lines and mm-hmm. he doesn't really do like like I don't think he really understands the counterpoint and stuff, but he you know, he approximates it and um or maybe he does. I don't know, maybe he does, but
0: well he kind of steals um, violin licks and puts them on guitar, I think. Yngwie? Y- Yngwie, yeah,
3: Yeah. So his thing is like neoclassical in my opinion. But yeah. I mean I don't think that Randy Rhodes should be called that. I hate that. They, no, I Wikipedia know. is like Randy Rhodes founded the neoclassical metal genre. Like, dude, that's not a genre.
0: He was playing yeah. rock
3: and roll, you know. Yeah,
0: story. he would laugh he would laugh at that. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> he, sure that he would set that shit straight. he would I could just hear him right now saying, you know, I don't know why <laughs> they say that.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um they did their demo in Van Nuys at Sound City. Did you ever see that documentary on Sound City?
3: I don't think so. That
0: that Dave Grohl made.
3: Is that where Nirvana made their album?
0: I think that's it was. where that's where like everybody made their album, John. And um, mm-hmm. all the great albums like the Fleetwood Mac, the and in that documentary they like. Have a um, they show like albums being dropped down on the table like fast in a row, and mm. every album you see, you're just like whoa 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 all the albums that were made at Sound City, and mm. um, Dave Grohl bought that. Have you ever heard of Neve? Yeah. Boards boards yeah yeah he bought the he bought the board from there and like and because it's analog and it has such good tone and sound mm-hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the place was really good for recording and making great albums, but it was a shithole. And then like, um, that's what, uh, Drew was saying. He was like, ah, there was the, you know, the place was run down or whatever. I don't think he knew all the history of it, but there was like, Uh they would, they would dude, Everybody would be there and they would be partying all night or whatever. And while they're recording the, you know, friends of the engineer or whatever would just like piss in the corner. And the wires were just running, running all over everywhere, and drywall busted out. And yeah, anybody listening, and you, you really should uh, see Sound City. I'll it's check a, it out. It's a it, it's a must mm. see, dude. It's fascinating. Huh? But I thought it was, uh, you know, interesting that they recorded there.
3: I, I totally missed that.
0: I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah if you're a, fa- a fan of any of you know, rock that was recorded in the 70s or 80s. It's you got to see it. Huh? Yeah. So that um, the guy that was managing them, Wegman, Dennis Wegman,
1: mm-hmm. he's
0: the one that bought Randy that Les Paul artisan. It was an artisan, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. And it had micro frets on it. And they called it a fretless wonder. That's when he showed it to um, mm. Carl Sandoval. He said that's why the strings were so high, and the action was so high oh, because there wasn't right. any threats on it. That's right. But that oh. guy, that guy gave them the rehearsal studio. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was at his house or what, but he you know rehabbed and gave them a rehearsal room. He paid for their demo and, and he gave Randy the Les Paul, and they ended up firing him and right. and and telling their buddy kim mcnair to act like a manager
1: right.
0: and i paused i paused it on the um the legal paperwork and it mm-hmm. said um because you fraudulently induced our clients to sign and that guy um the other guy who kind of took over or one of those guys he he worked with angel do you think that's oh, interesting yeah. at all
3: Oh, because of the Crowley thing?
0: Yeah, because of the Crowley thing. I
3: don't know. That is kind of an interesting
0: Uh connection. Sort of. Right, sort of. (laughs) It's it's a stretch of a connection, but (laughs) when I when my ears kinda perked up when they said the guy worked with Angel, so
3: Yeah. Yeah. What else was I going to, well, the part where he says, um, well, there's two things that really, I mean, unless you have more notes, you
0: want to, if you're going, well, to I got more, the, I got like little notes that I thought were interesting, like all the way through. Okay. But I want to hear from you too. So,
3: Well, two things that really struck me. One was when he said he didn't think his band was ever going to make it now that he's on the other side. So then when he said that, I started to feel bad for those guys because I felt like, okay, here he is on one side of the tracks and then there he is on the other side of the tracks. You know what I mean? And he's like, I made it, but those guys never would have made it. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, I, they did make it,
0: you know, after. Yeah, uh, but I didn't, I didn't take go ahead i'm sorry they did make they it did. after but because but because quiet riot was known as randy's band maybe
3: but they also um they also were had a scene because before it, they were competing against new wave after he was gone there was a metal scene in la a huge metal scene in la mm-hmm. and they were the biggest band for years next to Van Halen, it makes sense that they would have had a shot at, at a piece of it because, you know, Carlos Cavazos wasn't a Randy Rhodes and they still did it, you know? I mean, I think he was good. I think Carlos no, was good. Yeah. yeah.
1: It and, didn't um, need
3: to be a Randy Rhodes. I mean, that music didn't really even call for it. It's fine. But, um well, but he was wrong. I think he was wrong. I think that if they would have stuck it out, they would have stuck around, um, they would have they would have done fine, you know, the same way.
0: I disagree with you. I I, I kind of yeah. took it a little different when he said that,
3: like, yeah.
0: like um, <clears throat> once he saw what it really took to make it, mm-hmm. then he kind of looked back. And saw the dynamic and well, maybe with Rudy, they would have got farther. But, um, <clears throat> and I don't want to speak ill, ill of the dead, but cause Kevin, you know, became a better singer with metal health and all that stuff. I don't know how much his studio had to do with that,
1: but he had a great sing- there.
0: Yeah. But his singing to me, mm-hmm. just in my personal opinion, not a knock on him. His singing to me was terrible, dude those mm-hmm. first two Quiet Riot albums, and just watching him at the, at the Starwood, listening to his voice, it's mm-hmm. like, there was really no room. He wasn't good, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I look like, uh, I look at it like, um, you know, he was looking back on it, and he knew all the dynamics of everybody in the band, and just, you know, they wouldn't have, They'd have been popular, but they wouldn't have really made it big because one, the songwriting.
3: Well, I agree with that, but you know, so how did they write songs? Well, they did some covers, didn't they?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and and well, then he, drew. Drew said in Japan, they bought the, the Quiet Riot without ever hearing it, just off the picture.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, but they had a they had a following, but there was a lot of bands that had followings in LA, maybe not, you know, quite as big as them. But I don't know. I just don't think they would have made it either. And I think Randy was just being totally super honest and being a realist when he said that. And he wasn't saying it in a bad way, but you know, where was he's probably looking at it and said, you know what, we took that train as far as it was going to go. And if nothing happened then then as we could keep beating that horse and that's just does just because we keep beating that horse doesn't mean that this thing's going to happen i don't know that's how, that's how i looked at it that's funny we just agree well, on that because usually we like agree on everything
3: well i i don't know i just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when you said that i was just like okay now that you're you know now that you've made it it's like it's it just seems like it's like human nature you know mm-hmm. It's like as soon as like I have a cousin who made who became like a millionaire and he won't even talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like he was really to my mom. Yeah, he just like became a kind of a dick. Like, uh uh-huh. um, and maybe he's not. I don't know. And I, mean, I know people act weird when someone makes money, but I wouldn't have even known the dude made any money. And it's like whatever. It's like good for you. You know.
1: Right, know, right. So I'm not going
3: to ask you for
0: anything. anything. I'm not going to ask you for anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah.
3: it's not a big deal, but, um, I think that people get on the other side of the tracks and they, they just think that they're all of a sudden, you know, yeah. like better. And, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know where that was coming from really. I mean, it just kind of bothered me a little bit. I just yeah, maybe he, he got maybe
0: it. he didn't have to be so brutally honest. I was just you know, I think he was just saying the way he felt. He felt like they weren't gonna make it, and
3: yeah, and I know, can see why. They, like they, tried. I, they tried, I get it. They <laughs> tried. you know
0: <laughs> They weren't good. <laughs> I don't
3: like them either. I, don't, I mean, those <laughs> albums are awful, and all the clips they play. I, the the best clip that they played in that whole documentary was the disco song the one that they did to mm-hmm. try to sound like uh I want, like I want to hear that song I never heard I that.
0: wanted to hear the vocals to that song
3: yeah like, how did, you, how is gonna song. how do you pull that off it sounded really cool actually I like rock yeah. disco I like all those you know like I was made for loving you and do you think I'm sexy I
5: yeah. like
3: all those miss you by the Stones I think it so was really kind of cool.
0: Who played huh? the lead on Donna? Who played the lead on Donna Summer songs? That dude was ripping. I don't know. You know what? You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, hot stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, like Don the Donna huh? Summer disco stuff. There's some mm-hmm. ripping leads in there, dude. She worked like she works hard for the money. You ever check out that solo?
3: No, but I'm gonna look it up right now while we're talking.
0: Yeah. So laughing uh, gas. I'll just yeah. fill some space while you're while you're looking at it. Laughing Gas um, has Randy solo in it, and a a lot of that solo is in the solo that he did with Ozzy, like at the King Biscuit Flower Hour. But yeah, it also has D and Goodbye to Romance in it too. Right, I heard all that. That's See, a lot of that stuff he did with Ozzy.
3: Well, I heard it all too.
0: Like, I'm look sure. up who played the guitar solo that she works hard for the money.
3: Well, I was looking at hot stuff, because it's the oh, I like the most.
0: Okay. Jeff That's Skunk,
3: Baxter. Baxter, Baxter. one he, of yeah. and Doobie Brothers.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well... I like a lot of what he did, but... It
3: reminds me of Eddie Van Halen, because of his stupid comments about Michael Jackson. But... Mm. Um, that Eddie Van Halen quote in that movie is fucking fucked up. I know. Talking about speaking ill of the dead, I'm about to right now. <laughs> <laughs> because that pissed me off. Again, we've talked about it like twice, but... Um, yeah.
0: It's totally fucking short-sighted he, and, and narrow-minded he, and egotistical when
3: did, of fucking, him. when did fucking Randy Rhodes say that he stole everything from Eddie Van Halen? Never never he just made that shit up at least he's honest
0: right dude well he he hasn't done anything that i haven't done you know and uh you know he said basically that everything he learned he learned from me (laughs) (laughs) he got the clothes no, I just remember it because it fucking pissed me off, too. Yeah, that's you sound that's exactly worried. what he said. Everything he <laughs> learned, he learned from me. And, uh, you know, I don't really don't think he did anything that I haven't done. And then so, he
3: was the one who came to see Randy play. and
0: More. Right. Randy, Randy never went, never went to, see him. to
3: see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: And he had the flu when they played w- with Van Halen, that one that one show they did together at the... Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. where he fell off the stage. I never heard that before until the documentary.
3: Mm. Yeah. I never even heard they did a show like that. I never really knew they had a rivalry. I just heard when I was a kid, I heard Eddie Van Halen say, he did me to a T. That's the quote I remember from him. Which is not true, man. Like, he fucking did it. Like, he didn't do that. Like, he just did a little bit of tapping. And-
0: Dude, you're talking about a 12-second sec- section out of Flying High Again and a, mm-hmm. a five-second section out of Crazy Train. And used just for texture. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you never hear a lick that go, oh, yeah, that's a little – hear a little Eddie in there. Never. Yeah, Not it even he, quite he,
3: right. It yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, Van Halen at all.
0: Not at all. It doesn't all.
3: sound like him at all. He doesn't sound like a Van Halen clone. He doesn't sound nope. like a Van Halen influenced guitar player. He, right. He's completely on his own. Right. You know, he he didn't even have a record player when he was learning to play guitar. Like he didn't even learn other people's solos because he didn't. He wasn't able to. I mean, as a teacher, he did, but he. Yeah. He was a kid, he said, like, he didn't even have a turntable or a way to rewind and... He would you know, just play
0: like along that. with the radio. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, you can't analyze licks when you're just playing along with the radio. Well, you no. can, you know, you can kind of keep up and just hear and everything, but you're not, you're not learning note for note and you don't get uh, ingrained in anybody's, mm-hmm. you know, licks. Mm-hmm. You know, that happened to me. Sometimes I'd learn mm-hmm. a cool lick and then my... Fingers in my mind would just, you know, automatically go to that. And it's like, shit, that's not me, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's,
3: uh, I don't know. I mean, not not to take anything away from Eddie Van Halen, because he was really great, you know? And and he may have been, he may have been, a. am sure, I know he was technically a better guitar player than Randy Rhoads. I mean, you know, Spanish Fly is proof of that, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You know his Randy's style was not. Although he really does impress me with his technique on some of those solos
0: um, in that Who movie. Eddie? No, Randy Rose. All, like, all on the Quiet Riot solos. Yeah,
3: see, yeah. Some of that shit is really impressive. <clears> the <throat> like right. he was no slouch on the guitar,
0: right? At all, especially for no. the time. I mean, we, you know, what was out back then? I mean, Van Halen. Okay, look at it this way. Van Halen album wasn't even out, and he was ripping like that. So where where yeah. would he have gotten all that? Not from Eric Clapton. No, he was like no. he was like way ahead. You're right. You're right. You know when you know at it like that. Hal-
3: we don't know when the Van Halen album <laughs> came out in comparison to
0: those clips, do we really? Well. What, Van Halen album came out in 78, maybe? Yeah, 77, 78. Yeah. And Quiet Riot formed in 75. But his talent, you can see when he's doing Laughing Gas, that he mm-hmm. you know, he, he has been playing like that for at least a couple years. That, sure. that just wasn't over a couple months, of, you know? Yeah. Even when he, even when he learned Van uh, on fire, you could tell he just picked up the basic of it and it was like, here, it's something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of, that was kind of cool where the student says, um, you know, I felt kind of bad asking him to learn. Yeah. You know, Eddie the licks, but it's kind of what I wanted to learn. And... Well, it didn't really
3: get bad until he was dead. And then Eddie starts saying that shit about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's when it's bad. So you feel bad in hindsight, but I think at the mm-hmm. time he didn't have a reason to feel bad, really. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't deny, but he he had to say, "Well, he was good." Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So. Well, I think that. Um, I don't know. I'd rather listen to Randy Rhodes play than Eddie Van Halen.
0: Yeah. I never well, really you know, I Eddie's got a special place in my heart too though. He's he can really yeah. move me with some of his stuff that he does and
2: he's
3: for sure know. I love when that stuff comes on. I mean it it's the first pff, the first like four albums, five albums mm-hmm. are just amazing and I remember every time one came out we'd be excited about it,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah, up to fair warning. But yeah, as a
3: guitarist, then... as a guitarist, I never wanted to play like him or learn his shit. Or I mean, I tried to learn some things, but mm-hmm. it never really excited me that much. Like, I never I never felt a real affinity for his playing. I never did. Not like Schenker or... Yeah. Schenker and
0: Rhodes, Schenker and Rhodes have a little bit more feeling. And, yeah. And, and Eddie's a little bit more just... Uh rip and tear Mm I don't know what about Kevin telling Kelly that he's not good enough but Randy wouldn't cut him (laughs) I think that's funny because like I I think the main reason yeah and I think the main reason they didn't get signed is because Kevin's voice you know it's just really shrieky yeah to me and it's like you guys need a new you know you guys need a new singer dude that's that's what I would have told him. Yeah.
3: I mean, no. I never I never was a fan of of the dude. I just uh, I think that it was the Slade guy. He had a very similar voice to the Slade guy. That's why they did those two mm-hmm. uh, covers. I mean, he sounds just like that guy. No but i don't know how his pitch was live and you know like maybe he was off key a lot i don't know but i mean people who understand the record business know you can always fix that stuff and make people sound great so i you know i don't know how much that really matters i mean vince neal doesn't sound great i mean look at you know, we used to have a recording, I don't know, I still have it. I don't know if you ever had it, a recording of the Us Festival. Molly Crew I and Quiet uh, uh, Riot played that right. Us Festival. Yeah, And, you know, the vocals are pretty bad. Right. But, you know, those guys were never about that. So, you know, they made them sound good in the studio. And I think the same could have happened with Kevin debro But you're right. The songs were not that good. And so somebody, yeah. some kind of producer would have had to say, okay, you guys look good and you have a big following and you can play your instruments. You got to play this cover or you got to, you yeah. know, we got to work on some songs that are, we got to yeah. you a hit.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay. What I said about Kevin is mm-hmm. how I feel about Kevin with Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. When, when Metal Health came out,
3: Mm-hmm. His
0: vocals got way better. The songs were way better I, li- I listened to that album I listened to that whole album over you know what i mean many times and and you know yeah. played played those songs and played those songs played i played metal health in bands and stuff like that you yeah, know used to so he's when by the time they did their quiet riot album, he was way better i mean he wasn't, but that's he, what he I am was saying, way easier Like to listen to. But how do you know that it wasn't because
3: the songs were better because they worked with the producer?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, for
3: sure. You know, did yeah. 20 takes. Somebody with, with a little bit of vision could have could have seen that band and done something with them. I see your point. I, yeah. But that's not to say that I should be arguing with Randy. I mean, I get his point, too, because they, they weren't that good. Right. <laughs> It just made me feel bad, like, oh, now that you're yeah, a celebrity, you're going you're gonna to cut down your friends, you know, like, I'm here and you guys are over there. It, I don't know, it just made me think about, from their perspective, that it was kind of a shitty thing to do, but
0: I don't know. Maybe, I just thought, you know, me. <laughs> <laughs> I I, Randy can do no wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe, you know what, he didn't have to be that brutally honest, you know what I mean? but I think he was just being totally honest.
3: Yeah. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. And, and, you know, we can both be right because he's being honest, but maybe he's being influenced by the fact that he's now there, you know?
0: Yeah. And it just, uh, and the question might've been put to him, like, you know, what's, what's different now or what, or then, then, or look, you know, looking back on it, why do you think, uh, you know, that it didn't happen or who knows exactly. Cause you don't really hear the exactly what the question was. You just hear him answering yeah. the
3: question. And and another thing I should say, and this is what I was thinking about is that I could be totally wrong. Cause what did he do when, um, when, Bob Daisley was fired. He went and got his friend, Rudy, and put him in the fucking band. Like, yeah. that is the opposite of what I just said. Like, he fucking went and got a guy who was nobody and said, uh-huh. come over here and be a rock star. You know, yeah. he went and brought one of his friends from the ghetto <laughs> into the
2: palace, yeah. you know
0: what I mean? And that, So that's yeah. that's pretty admirable, and he didn't have to uh-huh. do that. You know. Yeah. And he bought, he brought one of his friends that he didn't have to teach how to play the instrument. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Course. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, with those guys, you know, he, maybe he felt like they just didn't have enough experience under the belt or so maybe, I don't know.
3: He also must've brought Fr- Frankie in for the, for the thing with Ozzy.
0: Yeah. It was weird. Cause Frankie said only one of us could go. Like Jet yeah, Records was yeah. only going to pay for one of us, right? But but you know, he must have being brought, real...
3: Randy must have brought him in, right?
0: Yeah, he but he Aussie was like, know
3: that
2: guy.
0: right, and he was like, you know, they must have been real tight with the money, because remember they, Ozzy went back to England and they started looking for other guitar players, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's when, and then Ozzy says that Sharon went and got Ozzy, I mean got Randy, yeah. Are are arranged for him to come out. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I don't know, but Frankie was saying that you know I knew only one of us. They were only going to take one of us, and I damn sure knew it wasn't going to be me. So it was kind of like the audition.
3: Showed up, right?
0: No, but he could. Then it then it became known, like you know, Mm a we only one of you guys is going, right? Yeah. So. What I, I guess what I'm saying is even
3: before he made it, even before he was the, the rock star, he brought another guy in. who was local, you know. Yeah. But I don't know what the I don't know what the story is with Frankie Benelli. Like how he got in Quiet Riot? Was he in Quiet Riot then, or was he just friends with Randy? Or was it that audition that brought them together and
0: made the I connection
3: with Quiet Riot later? Like
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Rudy. You know, because Rudy. Stayed was with Quiet Riot, Mm -hmm. you know when Randy left, Mm -hmm. and then um, I don't know exactly what did they got rid of Drew too, right? Well,
3: at some point, I mean that's the thing. Also, Rudy went and joined his old band again. Like that's also another. It's also a a reason why they may have gotten signed, but it's also another um, kind of. Interesting thing, where a, a celebrity goes and gets his old band. You know, Tom Petty mm-hmm. did that. He went and got his first band and got made records with those guys.
2: <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Oh, that's
3: cool. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I didn't I know that. Yeah, uh-huh. they did two albums, and they're really good albums. Uh-huh.
1: Huh.
0: That. Uh huh. That, well, that's one for me to look up. Oh yeah, you'll love it. Yeah. Okay. around the time of what album, like Damn the Torpedoes? Um or in between, like or was it I mean, later when like he, in between when he went back, yeah. And no, recorded with like those like guys.
3: Before he died, like a couple of, Mud Clutch. Oh. So it was his original band. That's who Mud you know, was? I've heard that name. Yeah, before before um before he got signed as Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers, they were Mudcrutch, and um, and there were different guys in the band. And they, I think they huh. all quit, or the label. Um, so that we just went Tom, but then Tom went got you know. Uh, some of the some of the guys from the band, but then also I think like the drummer, was not one of the guys that got to be in heartbreakers and gotcha. maybe one other guy but he gotcha. went and got those guys and didn't get two albums with them. he sang some songs and, it, and another guy sang some songs and it's really good it's like more country but it's really good uh-huh oh i check that out yeah so it's interesting you... when people do that you know and they go it, it, to me that shows a lot of character
0: yeah yeah. So I Randy
3: love- pulling Rudy up and Rudy going back and joining his
0: old band, like that's interesting to me. That's a that's two full circles right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So that
3: kind of goes against what I was saying. <laughs> about about how <laughs> flipped up that comment
2: was <laughs> I
0: don't think those those two things are I don't no, I don't think it goes against what you're saying. That's two different
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it just, a, it is a sign of character in my opinion, yeah. but he yeah. was lonely probably. He, he was now, his friends were gone and he was just him and Ozzie who who's drunk all the time. And, you know, a bunch of people he didn't know, he may as well have some friend there. So I think that's right. why Ruby in. But then, you know, there are people online who say that Randy and
0: Rudy weren't really friends It was and more of a, just a professional relationship
3: Yeah And I don't know if I believe that or not I don't know what to believe there
0: Well in the book we, Rudy said That they were pretty close you know They walked yeah. around the town together And
3: and how would anybody know anyway
0: How would somebody right. on
3: the outside know
0: No it was just They were they in the were tour bus to and, Right nobody knows that dude You don't hear from anybody, everybody's, you don't hear shit from, I don't know if it's because of Sharon and Ozzy, but it's like, that's a blocked off wall, you
1: know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: that whole time. And I just don't, I don't get why.
3: And so what, what about the girlfriend?
0: Being Kevin's girl first.
3: That, and then. Randy having an affair with Sharon, right? Did you know about that? Do we ever talk about that? Well, yeah, we talked about it. I
5: yeah. never.
3: I don't remember. I never read her book. I half.
0: I halfway her book. Yeah, that's where she, she broke the news
3: about it, right? Or
0: did No, it was Rudy. I was, I think it was Rudy's book, or I don't know where it came from, but Rudy's kind of said said you know there's rumors out there and kind of like this is what I know didn't he say that like they spent a night in the hotel room together but Augie was all fucked up
3: <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember it in his book <laughs> I just remember her talking about it oh and well, he heard... heart or some shit I
0: know that he knew like when it when it happened kind of
3: yeah yeah, and and there's another thing that I never, I don't know if I talked to you about, but this is not in the movie. No one ever talks about it. I don't know if anybody else heard it except for me. Obviously, somebody dicks it on the radio, but I can't find it online. I've looked for this clip, and I can't find it. But when after Randy died, a couple of weeks after, they were playing a show like in Irvine Meadows or something, and they did a radio spot. And Ozzy was like a local radio spot, and Ozzy was like, We don't need Randy Ruggs. We're going to fucking rock. You know, he didn't say fuck, but we're going to come and rock you, you know, if I met us on blah, blah, blah. And and it was like, at, at the time, you know, I was really kind of, it was all really fresh, you know? Uh huh. And the fact that he said that just, Fucking blew my. Mind. I was like, "What a fucking piece of shit!" Like it goes against all the stuff he says about him. Like, you know, Randy was my best friend. He was an angel. All this stuff. It's like he was. He was like, "We don't need Randy Rhodes. We're gonna come to Irvine Meadows." and I don't remember. I, I wow. Remember. But do you remember that? You don't. Remember I
0: remember. That? I remember them playing Irvine Meadows. Um.
3: With Brad Gillis.
0: Yeah, and I remember because I think I would have been able to go maybe see that because some of my brother's friends and their little brothers that were like a couple years older than me had already seen them once on the diary tour, I think in LA or on one of the tours. And I remember he was telling me about it. You got to see this, this little motherfucker, man. All you see is his hair. <laughs> And he's a little dude and he's just fucking running everywhere, just fucking peeling and squealing. And, you know, and, uh, I remember him. I remember Ozzy coming on David Letterman and the mm-hmm. show was filmed live. And it was like three days, literally that yeah. I don't know if it's three days, but literally within a week, I think it was like three days after that crash or maybe even two days. And he was already scheduled to come on David Letterman. And then that happened. And so I stayed up and watched it. And, um, when David said, I'm, I'm sorry you know, to hear about that, you know, what what happened. And I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. he was only there for like a couple, you know, his only, his spot was only for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And i kind of thought like, well, fuck, you sh- you know, you could have said something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, cause. I stayed up to, to, you know, maybe he was going to say something about Randy. Right. Just to hear him say something about Randy. He wouldn't say anything. Wow. Yeah.
3: So what did he talk uh, about? These bats or something? Huh? What did he talk about? Biting heads off bats or
0: something? Well, no, they just talked about, um, they just said like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to carry on with the rest of the tour. And we've got these mm-hmm. dates coming up and, uh. You know, we're we're touring under this new album. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to talk about anything that happened. And he just was like, basically, it was the worst day of my life. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to carry on. We're not stopping. And that was it. Yeah, he was only on for just a couple minutes. Right.
3: Yeah. I'm sure it was awful. I mean, I like that they put the description that Ozzy gives of the accident, you know? Yeah. Waking up and it's like you're in the middle of a war. It's fucking right.
0: crazy, dude. And yeah. I remember he said it was like a it was like he was in a Fellini movie. Right. Everybody just rushing around like total chaos.
3: It reminded me like of nine eleven footage, like the Pentagon or something. Like it was like yeah. the whole mansion was all fucked up and it's yeah. crazy
0: i read online I even got a look At Randy's autopsy Wow Yeah Really? Yeah I did some Deep dives into You know um, Witnesses And And police reports And Stuff like that It was right around The time when I was first able To go on the internet mm-hmm. so It was like when I heard of like What YouTube was And what the internet was And that was like mm-hmm. all, all I was interested in oh, I'm gonna find out About I got someplace I could find out about Randy, you know, mm-hmm. so, and, and it was true. They said that the only thing that was in his system was tobacco, mm-hmm. you know, and just, huh. yeah, I'm, su- I'm sure he can find it. I don't know. So, what'd you think about Did them you- auditioning Mickey Six and uh, he didn't even tune the bass? I liked heard him. that somewhere else. Yeah, I heard I heard
3: um Kevin DeBro tell that story before where he said this you know, this song's an F and and
0: and Nikki said, What's F? <laughs> <laughs> hey Dana Strum does the best Aussie impression, don't you think?
3: Yeah, it's great.
0: <clears throat> Hands down of anybody I've ever heard. And he does it like yeah. effortlessly too. It's
3: like yeah, he channels he, them. It just makes Ozzy look like the biggest fucking asshole too, because he pisses in his car. And you see the extended interview.
0: Um, I think I did, yeah.
3: He Ozzy pisses in his car and stuff. It's like, it just wet myself in his fucking car, in in Dana Strum's car. Like, it's like, yeah,
0: come on, dude. It's
3: it's insane. He
0: acting like an animal. Yeah, like he's just... The kind of shit dogs do. Dogs pee in cars by accident.
3: Right, exactly. Children. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Rand- Randy didn't... <laughs> yeah, dogs and children. Randy didn't like Sabbath for the same reason I didn't like them, because they were like too dark and-,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and sluggish, you know. But I thought it was trippy that uh, his brother liked them. Yeah yeah
3: you like oh, coming back up.
0: though yeah yeah <laughs> and going back on what you said um i got the look kind of like a little quote here about the drew said that the writing relationship was toxic with kevin and he couldn't write what he wanted to and then mm-hmm. that's when Ra- randy was in an interview he said i got a very mean singer who lets me know what he doesn't dig Mhm. yeah but oh one thing I thought was trippy is that um, Randy wrote the leads for Diary in the studio he didn't have none of that stuff worked out but there is in one of the Quiet Riot songs there's a little piece of the Over the Mountain solo just where he goes da 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 you know right before he goes wow da 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 before it ends uh, that that one that that those two little uh, licks yeah, 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 yeah. are in a quiet riot solo yeah huh. that freight that particular little phrase and i was like oh wow that's cool that's really yeah. cool it's a, yeah. it's amazing that
3: that that goodbye to romance came out of that too like mm. the song is mm. so amazing you know with the Aussie melody and everything yeah. But it started out
0: there. Yeah. So they were going to play with UFO the next day. Who? Well, Shanker was the, by the himself time. already, huh? Shanker was already He's like. Young. Was that around? Shanker was doing like armed and ready and stuff like like that, right? Yeah, that was 1980, I think, when he did that. Yeah. 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 We ought to do it Yeah,
3: we're gonna do some Shengar episodes. We should, I think. I think so too. (laughs) Yeah, we have to. You know, I, strangers in the night is like, you know, I can't hear
0: that without thinking of you because. Oh, and me too. Listen to it so much, and you taught me all the you know all the leads that I know from that album. You taught them to me. (laughs) Natural thing and. Uh, all of them.
3: Yeah, I can't even listen to the studio versions of those songs. Like they, it it's just some of them, but mm-hmm. the live version trumps them all every time. The guitar sound, everything. Yeah, the whole the album trumps all the
0: studio stuff.
3: Yeah, it really Isn't that
0: crazy? Does. Yeah. But he's got some good and that's that's so crazy that when you turn me on to that the Chrysalis years, uh-huh. all the There's like freaking 30 different versions of each song. And, you know, he's got like kind of the same solos and stuff, but he's got like different licks in there. And Mm -hmm. and the early, early club performance that they got on there, he was just, he was ripping, man. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but (laughs) But, uh, I kind of don't have anything else more on the documentary.
3: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, what would you what What do you think is missing from that document?
0: Whose perspective is missing? Like we've heard um, Ozzy. I tell you what. I yeah. I tell you what jumps what's to me is totally missing is the Ozzy years. Yeah. Because it's it's you know reflections of a guitar icon. You know his all his mm-hmm. iconic work was with you know with Ozzy. But it's it's nobody's fault. We can't get it, you know. And I, I'm glad they they made it, you know. Yeah. But that's what that's what's missing from it. Totally. You mean like the footage, like footage, footage, or stories from the road
3: or anything? Footage, it would have been be- like yeah, like a normal documentary would have had footage. of have them in the studio,
0: yeah. And they have footage. They show it in the very beginning. But they, they take the little clip. He's playing his polka dot V. He's got his purple vest on. And it's from like about, I don't know, 30 feet away. And it's right on him. And he's fucking ripping. And it's like, okay, well, where's that? If you can show 10 seconds of it, you can't show a minute of it? kind of I don't get it, you know? How can you show a little tiny clip of it But you can't show any more than that.
3: Well, they, you know, Ozzy and Sharon have the rights to say, no, you can't use it. So that's.
0: That's uh, I think they need permission. He didn't write the shit. He didn't. You know, it's like. (laughs) It's such a travesty that they have control over it. Yeah. When what when what we want to see doesn't belong to them.
3: And I don't even understand why they would be against a, vi- uh, a documentary coming out about the guy's life. Like, he's an iconic part of American history.
0: You know? It's weird. S- somebody needs to corner them and ask them that. You
3: well, know? I just wonder... I mean, I'm going to say it because I'm just like, this is how my brain works. I just wonder if there's more to that fucking crash than, than we know about. That's what I, mm. I wish somebody somebody with a a real true journalist who really wanted to know the truth would dig and dig and dig and find out Mm -hmm. everything that there is to know about that thing. The fucking girlfriend. She saw it. Didn't she
0: see it? She saw the crash.
3: I guess so. But you know, it's like, yeah, sure. And, and, um, like, did it really buzz the bus? Like, did it really buzz the bus that many times? Like, Yeah, they say
0: three like, there times. Could be a, I've heard there it could, was just once before.
3: There could be a lot of things that aren't true. Like, who, who the fuck knows? Like, there's a lot of money involved. Like, yeah. I, personally, I would investigate it just to find out that it's true. It, you know, nice. if in the end you find out that it's true, good. But why are they being this way about making a documentary? Why, you know, it's like, that's just me, the person who, you know, is really into JFK and all this shit. When you yeah. see smoke, there's usually fire. And it's like, I'm not saying that there is something, cause I doubt that there is, but you know, Sharon's dad was a fucking mafia guy, like, or at least he ran his business like a mafia guy.
0: I don't know how much of a mafia guy he really was, but.
3: I mean, to me, now
0: you're now you're talking about like contracts and stuff, huh?
3: Maybe I don't know. I mean, he yeah. he didn't want to do the next album, like,
0: yeah, he
3: slept with Sharon, like, I don't know. There's like all this shit, like crazy stuff, like, and then you've got this the guy with the girl with his wife and ex-wife and all that stuff too, and um, I don't know. I just I wish that there was a like a real journalist who was like a muckraker who would just like dig and dig and dig and interview and interview and interview and not stop and then write a book about the death Randy Rhodes see if there's anything there you know what I mean because I'll bet there's something there because the whole thing is just fucking weird man yeah the whole thing to me is just I don't know
0: yeah the whole was it a medical emergency or were they struggling
3: like why did he even get in the fucking plane you know what I mean like why would he do that and the whole thing is just fucking weird. Like it's just weird. Yeah. it just it doesn't make sense.
0: It's just an odd accident. Yeah. I it never know. has made. It never has made sense. Yeah. But well, no one will
3: ever do it. I doubt that anybody will ever do it. But it, it's, um, it's it's fascinating, and that's what I would like to see. <laughs> But uh, yeah. that's just the, the part of me that, you know, loves to reach it like that. Yeah. So.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, and the footage thing, too, you know, I'm always saying that Sharon's so greedy and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. couldn't they make a lot – owning the rights to that, couldn't they make a lot of money off that? Or would, or would you know or would people be like, oh, you're making money off them? It's kind of like a catch-22.
3: I don't know. You're like talking about – your... You're saying that there's live footage that they won't release, like kick-ass, that, badass
0: having, live footage yeah. that they won't release. They show
3: little pieces of it. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that the audio is good? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you're but right. But
0: there's there's TV studio. Know. Um. I remember, like, Entertainment Tonight had a. Uh, they went out and filmed them. When they were rehearsing, Mm -hmm. I remember that Ozzy Osbourne has a new band and he's got a new guitar player and we met, we caught up with them, uh, you know, on the night before their such and such. They're in town this weekend and they're rehearsing here and it was like Entertainment Tonight and it was like a little five minute section. And I remember they just showed a little piece of Randy in the band playing, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's got to be like, where's that tape at? True, true. It's like the only thing we got is the after-hours tape. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Which I had never seen until recently. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Right, and then then when Randy's doing his best solo stuff, the camera guy is so oblivious, he's got the camera on Ozzy's face. And Ozzy's looking over (laughs) at Randy. Randy. Even Ozzy's looking at Randy.
3: They always do that shit. Yeah. Why the fuck do they always do that shit?
0: Oh he's gonna do this lick. Cool, I gotta see how he's doing Every it. time. Ozzy. I remember
3: when we were kids we would want to watch like our favorite guitars on fucking on late night T V or whatever and they would always show the bass player or something during the solo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just a fuck yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, well what would my you friend? give the movie out of out of uh how
0: many stars are we supposed to do out of 5?
3: Rotten Tomatoes? Five? Huh? I, I
0: out of 5, I would give it a I would give it a 5, you know. Yeah. There, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. The only thing that I would change is something that we can't that nobody can change. You know.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I'm so glad, selection. dude, because uh, this might, this might spark, you know, some more interest. Yeah. To, um, you know, and in different avenues, maybe to dig a little deeper or to pull out some, get some footage or, you know. Yeah. Well, let's see what run uh, Tomatoes says. How do we do that? Like I care. Huh? Would you say how do you do? How do you do a Rotten Tomatoes?
3: No, I'm just looking on the website Rotten Tomatoes to see how how oh, audience score okay. is 100 percent, man. Uh, on this one? Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's what I give it. But there's only three reviews. <laughs> Wait, fewer <you're laughs> than 50 of, ratings.
0: Three out of 100 is still 100. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know I um I told you I drove by Muson- Musonia? Yeah. On uh Saturday. Um And it's only a few miles from your house? Well it's seven minutes from my house. It's like three minutes away from where we are doing laundry to go to the same place every weekend. Dude, you have to go. I it was Why really feel- it was it was so like it was so, like you would think it would be kind of dirty and dusty and old. Uh-huh. But it was, like, it's not like in the greatest neighborhood. It's uh-huh. an okay neighborhood, you know, but it's an old neighborhood, right? But yeah. it's like perfectly like like they just painted it or something. I mean, it looks beautiful. It's like white glow, you know, it's just like uh-huh. really super clean and nice looking. So,
0: well, yeah, I don't know, uh, dude. It would I, I choked up, up
3: nice. After we drove by it, I started to think mm-hmm. about it. Just like that's where, because you know, we heard about that for like when we were kids, we read about that place,
0: you know? right? For
3: sure, yeah. And then, like thinking about, he actually was there, and that's where he, that's where he taught. You know, I just like choked up, like it was. And like, if
0: anybody's spirit is ever goes back to somewhere, or is connected to somewhere, you yeah. know, just he was there all day and into the night. Every day Right You know That's like You know how when you dream it's really close You, you dream yeah. of You know how you dream of places that you used to live And you always go back there in your dreams and stuff mm-hmm. I'm sure that place was that for him You know Or is mm-hmm. that
3: yeah. Right Yeah Yeah But I don't know I don't feel really that comfortable um, Going there or anything like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you came with me.
0: <laughs> I would love to dude.
3: you know, there's an affiliation with my school. I told you about it before, but um, at some point they realized that because Randy said, in, in, you know, he said he wanted to go to UCLA and get a master's degree in classical guitar, but
5: they uh-huh. did not have
3: a classical guitar program at UCLA. So maybe he meant USC, which would have been really super expensive. They had a really good guitar program at USC, Uh but the closest one. And I think the best one aside from USC was where I went, which was Kelsey Northridge. And Uh uh, they started a, you know, his mom started a classical guitar scholarship there after I had left. Oh, at Northridge. Northridge. Yeah. At Northridge. And um, so she had an affiliation with the university, like, for years and she knew my teacher. And um, I think a couple of my friends, at least one of my friends was kind of involved in that. And uh, I, I just sort of like detach myself from all those people, mm-hmm. especially the university. Um, I didn't have a very good feeling about them after I left. They were kind of, well, the teacher was kind of, I think he was kind of, he was nice to me. He was nice to me. But I don't think he liked that I went somewhere else to study for my graduate work. So huh. um, I just, I, didn't, I don't know. I just uh, never really. So it's like, I feel like there's like kind of skeletons in the closet that I don't really want to deal yeah, with, you. like
2: going you. into that yeah.
3: place. Yeah. But um, because of the because the, they still probably have the affiliation with the school, And there's probably like people from the school that teach there or hang out there. You know what I mean? Like I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I got you. But it also just feels a little weird. Like I'd like to keep some distance between um, what I remember.
0: Is it like how you are with song lyrics? You don't want to know the whole. Yeah. (laughs) You want there to be some, you want to be there to be, there to be some mystery there, huh?
3: exactly yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and i want to remember it the
3: way i remember it like i don't want to i don't you don't
0: want to know how the uh, magician saws the lady in half it would
3: be weird too going in there and having doing a tour this is where randy did his lesson it's like i don't know if i want to see that you know oh
0: i do (laughs) well if
3: you do if you come out and we all and you you know well we can put you in a
0: disguise or whatever you know big mustache
3: that's part of it and then part of it is like you said like the mystery thing like don't meet your heroes sort of like the yeah memories are so like meaningful uh-huh. and they're really fucking meaningful like like i i got a master's degree and get classical guitar because of randy Rhodes. like that i never yeah hardly told anybody that before right. but in the back of my head i always thought that i don't know if i would have done it anyway i probably would have but he didn't have anything to do with why I went to school to study classical guitar. My mom said I I was like, I don't want to go to college. And they made me yeah. take college prep classes, you know, but I was like, I don't want to go to college. I want to play music. Uh-huh. And my mom was like, You can study music in college. I was like, Really? And then I was hooked on it because I was like, well, then I can learn to write songs. I can learn to write better songs. I could become a better musician, you know? And
5: mm-hmm. the classical
3: guitar was just like an excuse to go. I wasn't into it at all. Like I would practice, but I didn't practice that much. I didn't like mm-hmm. it that much. But then in like 19, 1988, I started, well, I was trying to start a band with this girl for like three years out here. And um, she would like sleep with all the guys that she would, anytime we forgot someone with the band, she would sleep with them and then they would hate each other. Like she would just do it every time. And huh. so we could never, ever, ever like put a band together. We had a show at the country club set up and, and she, and that was like a, that was a pay to play scam. She got scammed and, and it was even, they even had like full page ad and like band magazine and stuff. And it was like a fake uh-huh. wow. gig. And so after that, our band broke up. So I didn't have a band and, uh, I I just was hating the direction of music. I just hated everything on MTV. I hated all the poodle hair and the fucking. I hated Wiener yeah. and all that shit. Right. And right. I just I just quit rock and roll and I just went headlong into classical for like you know from like 1989, 1991, and Then I went to grad school. So like all I did was like play classical. But it was it was like I got kind of like, I didn't go here. I didn't go to that school because of Randy, and like God, right. classical. But once I got into classical and I realized I was going to graduate in a couple of years, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I ha I, I was so into it though. I was like, I want to get a master's, you know, I want to, I want to go and study with someone really good, you know? And so I, I picked who I thought was the best and I went and studied with them. But, um, I don't know that I would have done it if it weren't for Andrew. I mean, I think I thought about it in my head at the time. Like he wanted to quit rock and roll and get a master's degree. And he was a rock star.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, he died and he didn't get to do it. I can do it. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think of every time I think of you doing that as wow, you went and accomplished something. That Randy Rhodes dreamt of accomplishing. You know, are 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 you you accomplished something that Randy Rhodes wanted to accomplish really bad? Even though he was a rock star, even though he was a rock star, and as good as he was, you accomplished something that he wanted really bad. And that's great. That's great. It was well to turn it around
3: because I don't want to take any credit for anything. Like he accomplished, I mean, he, he wanted that thing, even though he had everything, he wanted right. that thing. Right. That's what made me think I have the opportunity to do it. So, yeah. you know, that's part of it. I can't say that, that that it wouldn't happen without him. I don't know, but it definitely was part of what made me want to do it, you know, because I never forgot about that. I never forgot about him his influence on my life is huge because of how they always talked about him being such a sweet person. You know what I mean? Like it always inspired me to want to be a good person. Like, right. Even in high school, like in high school, you know, that's always how I thought about him as like an example of a great human being, you know?
0: Right. And I kind of get what he says when he's like, uh, I like anybody that plays guitar like yeah. i can sit th- i can sit there and watch a person who's not very good on the guitar and mm-hmm. it, you know when they're when they're not not when they're like trying to play something for you but when they're kind of noodling around and trying to figure stuff out and i can just sit there and watch watch them you know try to figure shit out and play for a long time i can sit there watching for an hour just and it's interesting to me just watching each person's journey you know I don't try to jump sure. in and be like like oh hey do this or whatever i'm just kind of check them out like huh you know
1: yeah it's, it's yeah.
0: interesting to watch anybody play guitar you know so they don't have I, to I be really good. yeah but but
3: that that is a really humble thing to say what he said really fucking humble like think about that yeah you know and the fact that he would still teach you know, mm-hmm. he would he would do those or at least he did a couple of those uh, classes where he was, you know, seminars, yeah. whatever they call them. And he was like going out of his way to teach people all his licks and mm-hmm. whatever they wanted to know, man. He was, he yeah. was ready to teach them like that's a fun, like he had no fucking attitude at all. Yeah. But like, you
0: know. hey hey, what about what about this? And he'd be like. Sure,
3: <laughs> right. You know what I mean? then, that, that he did answer. that
0: shit, dude. Yeah, that was his answer. He was like, oh, sure, it's uh, it's just E minor, you know. And so it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I remember reading or somebody telling me a story of he was on tour. Oh, I think it was in Rudy's book. He was on tour and he was in Florida, and he hooked up with Rudy, and they went to. Some guy's house that was just they met in the club, and the guy said, uh, hey, I got your record, and you know, I'm a fan and he said they went to his house and spent all night playing guitar, and he showed him like all of his he they show, he showed him all of his stuff. you know can you imagine too. that
3: no, Randy was on
0: tour, and he came back to my house and we played guitar all night.
3: I don't even remember that story, but that's that's incredible.
0: I do remember that story, and it was it was a first hand account too. It wasn't like, a, yeah, I know, my buddy knows somebody who said, it was a first hand account. I, I read it. Uh huh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah well, all right, brother. Cool, man. Well, it I'm was fun doing, doing this. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And uh, we'll figure out another topic. Okay. All right. Well, take care. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
5: The former leader of Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, is known for his frenetic stage performances and his outlandish antics. It says here the word madman almost always precedes his name. Welcome, please, Madman Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy,
3: for being
5: here. Ozzy thank you very much for being here. You don't look like a a madman look in the shoe you am. you are a madman
4: i'm
5: going to be mad yeah. uh i let's just get right to it what i hear uh that you, you uh, uh bit the head
4: oh it don't i want to bite the head of that uh, monkey you
5: know? no no you didn't you did no one Oh, the man. smoking monkey oh yeah want to smoke the monkey well let's see here it is the smoking monkey that's the only one no, we have skins no no but you actually or you did maybe you didn't actually no, well, it
4: was an, it was a sheer accident actually because um, okay, I got a lot of. Well,
5: wait a minute, Before we before you start explaining it, let's tell them what you did. Bit the head off a bat. There, yeah. I said it.
4: It wasn't Batman. It was like uh, a bat, uh-huh. a, a real bat. Yeah.
5: Okay. Now, um, you were about to explain that. I was just about to explain that. Yes.
4: Uh, what hap- actually happened was I got a lot of weird people at my concerts. Like you know, it's kind of uh, rock and roll. Yeah. And. Um, Somebody threw a bat on stage, and I thought it was one of these toy bats. So I picked it up, bite the thing's head off, and suddenly everybody's freaking out because it's a real bat, because like, on the stage set, like, the, the bat goes, like, asleep when the lights go on. Here,
5: so. Uh-huh. so it was, for all practical purposes, a toy bat.
4: Yeah. But the, But, uh, I, I can assure you the, uh, rabies shots that I went through after this aren't fun.
5: No, no, the, the, they're painful, I understand. Very painful. Now, um, did you know immediately, not having bitten into... <laughs>
4: well, I've, I've bitten some pretty rough chicken on the road, you know, but... <laughs> uh,
5: now, but there were are other accounts where uh, uh, you, you've actually, you bit the head off a, was it a pigeon? Well, uh, it's my hobby, you know. <laughs> No, now, see, you're going to give these people the wrong... It's not really your hobby, is it? Let's have a look at your neck. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> now, here, ex- here, Now, explain that one. Your neck? No, no, no. The, the the pigeon or the dove or whatever it was.
4: Well, I was kind of peckish when they had a CBS com- com- convention. Uh-huh. ice tea is great. Excuse me. Certainly, sir. And, um, there was a pigeon there, so I thought, well... Nothing else? Bite the pigeon? (laughs) I mean, the pigeon didn't mind, man, because you had no choice, you know?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, uh, Ozzy... (laughs) There's not a lot you can say about that. I know, it's... uh, (laughs) it's, uh, uh, Let's just... uh, And this Have a look at your neck No, no, stop that. Um, And we don't want to spend all our time discussing uh, you biting the heads off stuff, but uh, is... Now, why would you want to do that, exactly?
4: Well, people have put me down for doing
5: this, you know, folks, you know, but... Oh, I'm not putting you down. You want to do that, that's fine. But
4: you see, the thing is, uh, uh, Colonel Saunders, how many chickens did he put to death? He didn't bite the heads up, but everybody else did. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Now, uh, do, when, when you have a concert, does this kind of behavior attract a peculiar group? Don't tell
4: me, don't tell me, Please. We had one guy, for instance, I mean, you can imagine these guys. I'm like, going to an Ozzy Osbourne concert, and he goes to the house with an oxy's hair on his shoulder. And it's true. goes to one of my concerts with an oxy's hair on his shoulder. And it's kind of weird, you know.
5: Yeah. Um, is this okay to be doing this stuff? Well... Let me ask you another question. Does it does it, uh, does it it interfere with what you want to do musically?
4: Oh, no. <laughs> It enhances it. Uh huh. I mean, what else? It's rock and roll, crazy world of rock and roll. You
5: but know? it seems very violent. Are you? Uh, it's
4: not violent. The most, the only animal you'll see on stage now is Ozzy Osbourne, you know. Mhm.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean, I mean, I've got to. I mean, but every every gig we go to now, it's like we get um, the animal society go. It's a federal thing to do. Kill. I don't kill anything on stage. Mm-hmm.
5: apart from half myself after night. Mhm.
4: hmm
5: um is is
4: mm-hmm.
5: I'm just I'm I'm pondering uh, this information uh is uh, <laughs> what it, uh, what it, what kind of a kid were you what uh
4: <laughs> well it was a, well I wanted to be a brain surgeon originally <laughs> <laughs> uh but then I wanted to be a lawyer but I wasn't a, I wasn't enough to be a lawyer you know so oh, I'm oh. Fact, you know
5: <laughs> I mean, the nose is too small you know? uh so uh you actually worked, you had some odd occupations as a... Oh, yeah. Person.
4: My first musical job was working in a car horn factory.
5: Well, yeah, yeah that's good.
4: And then I thought I invented... I, well, I discovered heavy metal, as they call it. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was better than car
5: horns, because it was louder. Yeah. Uh, and you be, But before that, you worked at a... Uh, was it a funeral home?
4: I was a slaughterman, then I was... Uh, um, worked in a crematorium.
5: Mm-hmm. That was great fun, that was. <laughs> Uh, it's all very strange. I, I, you know, I want, I, I'm uh, happy you're here. I know that uh, recently there's been a, a, a professional and a personal tragedy in your oh, life. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, I'm surprised that you went ahead uh, with your commitment to be here, and I appreciate that. And I know you wanted to take a <laughs> well, minute here to explain. All I can
4: say is, in the last week, guys, the people out there, I've lost two of the greatest people in my life. But it ain't going to stop me because I'm for rock and roll, and rock and roll is for the people. And I love people, and that's what I'm about.
5: Uh did you do you wanted to to, to mention something about the circumstances surrounding uh,
4: t- Well it's all it's uh, it's all under the investigation at the moment. I was asleep on the bus as usual. The plane hit the bus, everything went up and so like it's a, I mean I don't really want to talk about okay. it. At the moment, you okay.
5: Okay, I certainly understand that, but uh, n- uh nonetheless I uh, appreciate you uh Coming by here tonight. Now, w- the concert the tour momentarily well, suspended.
4: Well, it's momentarily suspended, but I'm, I'm going to continue because Randy would would have liked me to continue. So would Rachel, uh-huh. and I'm not going to stop because you can't kill rock and roll.
5: This is seam- your seamstress and also your uh, guitar yeah. player. Uh, so when will the thing, the tour well, be we're, renewed?
4: We're going for April one, uh-huh. and uh, with God's luck, we'll do it. You know. Uh-huh. But I'm going to get out there and do it. It's the best thing I can do. You know, okay. it's the only thing I can do.
5: Well, uh, again, uh, my thanks for coming by, and uh, you're an interesting person. Very. Let's look at your neck again. No, Ozzie. Yeah. Ozzie Let's Osborne, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh.